Hi everyone, Air here. Today, we're gonna do a little bit of exercise, but not the type that's going to require jumping jacks, but maybe a little bit of jumping because I have Suki here and she's going to teach us all about how to jump into the quantum level to be successful and to achieve your dreams. Welcome to the show, Suki. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. So right off the bat, when I start talking about quantum levels and quantum jumping, there's two different ways this could go. It could go the physics realm and then it can go the metaphysical world. So right off the bat, which one are you working in? I'm working in the metaphysical. I'm working in alchemy. I'm working in energy. Uh, and I've been really swimming in this realm for a while now before I kind of brought it more public and front and center to my audience and to the clients that I work with. Love it. And how would you explain the quantum realms or the realm? Is there multiple? Is it, how does that go along? Right. So there's multiple realms. Um, and I remember ever since I was a little girl, I would be able to access these realms. And, you know, if you don't have understanding, deeper understanding of what these realms are, it can be kind of scary. It can be overwhelming. Um, for example, one of the things I always share is that you can see something uh, right in front of you. So for example, you maybe have a vase or you have a, a cup and you see the cup right in front of you. But if you just look just past it, maybe you start seeing some colors, maybe you start seeing something else. There are so many different realms happening all at the same time. Um, and it's all about our consciousness to be able to tune in and hone in on these realms. And there is not one person that can do it um, over another. We all have the ability. It's just that similar to riding a bike, if you get on it and you you concentrate and you focus and you exercise, that's why I love you, I love you shared exercise. You exercise, you can reach these quantum realms anytime, any place. So you don't have to be a monk in India meditating for the last 30 years to be able to start quantum jumping. Maybe we've all been monks in India for 30 years in multiple of our past lives, but no, you don't have to be there now. Perfect. Okay. So most of the people that are going to be introduced to this right off the bat are brand new. I've been kind of introduced into the quantum leaping world, especially when it comes to like manifestation or like achieving your dreams. But why is it that somebody would want to start even looking into this? Right. So I think as, you know, as souls, as, as spiritual beings, having a human experience, one of the things that we're always drawn towards is the why, right? Why, why am I here? What is the purpose? What is, was it the bigger, what is the bigger, uh, answer to the question of me being physically here on this planet right now. And I always say that this is earth school. You know, this is the place that you come to learn a lot of the deeper lessons about your psyche, um, about your, your consciousness. Um, and you get to level up, uh, depending on if you pass or fail some of these lessons, uh, the, 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 the quantum comes when we're able to kind of relax the ego because the ego wants to drive us. The ego wants to tell us 
that, hey, my name is Suki and my eyes are brown and I grew up here and I have these traumatic experiences. But the truth is I, uh, as a soul, am so much more than any of the physical traits that are attributed to me right now. In fact, I even remember since I was a little child, I would look at myself in the mirror and I would not recognize myself <laughs> because I knew that I was more than this. Um, but I knew that this was the package that I'm in right now. So this is the package you're in right now. This is the vehicle you're in right now. And if you've been asking the why, if you've been really wanting to know the purpose and uh, feel that sense of fulfillment and success, then the quantum realm is the space for you because as you relax and let go and allow yourself to merge into all existence, right? Divine consciousness, source, universe, whatever you want to call it, God, um, you can dissolve all of these things that are, that you're attached to, that are keeping you small and uh, boxed in to the physical state that you're in, the body. So when you are talking about this, are you like referring to the expansion of the soul or the expansion of the spirit or just your earthly lessons to be able to be more connected to source or more connected to like God? Yeah, so it's interesting because for many years, I, I've always been very attracted to the word soul. Um, but then I also realize the limitations of when we do um, call it soul or call it spirit, because then we're still in the I am, right? I am spirit. I am. But what if we move beyond the I am? And, and that's when we go into that realm of consciousness, right? When you kind of dissolve away from the who you are into the we into like the it into the vastness of consciousness and yes um this is what many people refer to in religious texts and religious doctrines as god force right it 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 is that moment of surrender and of release where um and i have to share like one of the reasons that i also have been so uh, drawn to this was when I was 15 years old, I had a near death experience. And I definitely passed over maybe for a minute, maybe for two, it was not very long at all. But in that time, I got to see something so clear and so beautiful, and so powerful. And to recognize that that power was within me, not something that I had to seek outside of myself, but something that was already there and already available, it made me realize very quickly when I came back down to earth that all these things, all these fears and all of the things that had been holding me back, I had been struggling a lot with panic attacks and anxiety since I was young, um, that I couldn't allow those to dictate how I was going to live my life. And so the reason that I work so hard nowadays in the realm of quantum leaps and the, the realm of energy shifts and in the realm of um, success is because if we redefine what success means, you know, because success is a very, it's a, it's a big word and there's so many meanings and anybody you ask is going to give you a different meaning of what success is. 
But when you get to redefine it and you get to reclaim it and you get to work in your own energy fields, um, leaning into what feels good for you as a, as a spiritual being, having a human experience, that's where the power lies. You've got my attention now. <laughs> so I love that you were able to share that experience as well, because that is a very strong point where you're like validated and validated. You're like, Hey, I know this exists. And as a guide and as a teacher for this, it just brings so much credibility to you. So I'm like, wow, okay, now we're talking. So <laughs> explain to me a little bit. We're talking about all these realms, these quantum realms. Can you name off of some, like some of them for us? You see, the thing is like, I, I, I have language that I, that has been kind of downloaded to me, but, and, and so I'm, once again, I'm drawn to words like Lumeria and, 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 and these other, uh, you know, spiritual realms, but the, uh, you know, I know, I know in the past people also talk about, um, Atlanta, Atlantis and stuff like that. But the thing is, is that I think that these are still <laughs> limited by our earthly language. You know, we, we, we get so attached to language, to words. And I think it's, I think it's very highly personal from, from, and subjective from person to person, because even though I do believe we're all one, I, I think that we are attracted to or learn lessons in different realms and at different times. And time is also even subjective. Like we can talk about time and space, but even time and space is a human construct, right? We know that the yearly calendar was created once upon a time. The mm -hmm. fact that it's 6, 6 p.m. on a, you know, on a Thursday night for me, but it's not really 6 p.m. for on a Thursday night for somebody else in another part of the world. This, you know, time and space is, is relative, but at the end of the day, when we think about these realms, it's about tuning in to where you've been, what you've experienced uh, in your lifetime, in multiple lifetimes, in multiple realms, or what you need to know right now in the very moment. Um, and in the very moment that we're living right now is the only place that we can be. So I do a lot of work as well <laughs> to bring myself back to the present moment, because this is literally the only place that I can be. Even though that I know I know that there's multiple realms and multiple dimensions and multiple things going on right now in this very moment too. If I don't stay present and stay clear with my right now, then I'm not moving into my level up <laughs> of doing the earthly work that I came here to do. So I won't move forward, if that makes sense. It branched out a few different things for me listening to you because one thing I would consider a lot of people are like, where are we going? Which is kind of why I asked the question. I was like, where can you go? Right. Versus you kind of reversed it and you're like, but we need to be present for our lessons because the goal was the expansion. Now, however you wanted to label that soul spirit, you know, the language you said that we kind of constrict ourselves with. So we don't necessarily know where we're going but we're going to grow in one way or another. So how, how do we go about that? What's our, like, our so first beautiful. steps? <laughs> so beautiful because yeah, no, you're totally right. The journey is inward, right? 
the journey is inward. And so, so much of our time, we focus on outward. And in fact, it's, it's literally the mindset we have to change in order to make quantum leaps. Because if you want a quantum leap, you have to look within to all of the things that are literally holding you back in order to fall forward. And when you fall forward, um, there are moments where we fall forward and it like hurts, right? Because, oh, ouch, I fell forward, I tripped, I stubbed my toe, and I landed on my face. Now, that's not a great way, and that's not a quantum leap. <laughs> mm. But it's those moments of, like I said, like those moments of surrender, of letting go, of trusting, like really, really, really leaning into trust and of removing all of the inner turmoil, all of the, the inner uh, old stories that you're holding on to, the, the trauma, the stuff from the past, the, the, the attachments, right? Because like, if you think about it, an attachment, it's sticky, it's yucky, it's gunky, it's not working with your energy. So like the minute that you let that go and you fall forward, you, you're, gonna, you're gonna leap forward. And it's, it's actually almost gonna be uh, shocking to you because you're going to say, wait a minute, like three seconds ago, I was wishing for this so hard. I was praying for it. I was really wanting to manifest it. I was really wanting to be successful at this. And wait, now I'm here on a boat with a pina colada. Like what happened? <laughs> like, but it happened, right? Cause it happened because you did, because you did it, because you released and because you trusted and because you aligned with the quantum. Mm -hmm. Can you maybe explain some of the attachments that you've had with your previous clients or in your own life that you've needed to be able to release to be able to make a quantum leap? Yeah, I'll say that the, the biggest one has, it comes around self-worth and self-esteem and sense of self identity. So um, a lot of the clients I work with is through imposter syndrome the not good enoughs, the perfectionism, the the um, negative self-talk. Uh, and this, these are things that are very, very highly ingrained in us. And particularly as women, we can be really brutal with ourselves where we're just turning things around in our head and in our consciousness and in our mindset over and over and over again. And then when you start to dig at the beginning, that digging can be like a little bit uncomfortable, right? Because I don't want to go there. Like, come on, Suki, I'm over that. And a lot of the times I'll tell my clients, you tell me that you're over something. That's when I know you're definitely not over something. That's when I know we have to excavate. So when we excavate, you know, it, it can be a little, it can be a little dark. This is when you walk into the realm of shadow work, right? But, but it has to get dark in order for it to get light. You know, in order for you to feel lighter, you have to release and and purge and let go. And so it's so human. It's so human to say, you know, I've felt pain or I've experienced heartbreak or I've been slighted or, you know, uh, I've been put down. And the difference where you step into the spiritual and quantum realms is when you say, but I don't let that define me. That That is not me. That was a part of me or that was something that I experienced, but that is not me. And so it, it becomes less of an attachment and you become detached from it 
the moment that you acknowledge it and then release it and say, you know, that's not a part of me. That's not who I am. I love how you went into a lot of the negative things that feel like they're almost like anchors weighing us down and imposter syndrome definitely being one, not feeling good enough being one, a failure from your past for sure can creep up on you. What about the longing or like the wanting for something so bad? Can that also inhibit us? <laughs> yes, actually. Um, yes, it can. Sometimes when you want something too bad, you actually disrupt your own energy field. Um, I like to explain it as like um, a puppy, you know, a puppy that's just kind of like clamoring on you, but they don't know their own energy or they don't know their own strength. So maybe the puppy starts biting you and now the teeth of the puppy have gotten sharp and you're like, hey, that, you know, that, that kind of hurts. The puppy's not going to get what they want because they're coming at it with such a kind of hectic and, um, and uh, desperate kind of energy. So when we do that, we actually detract ourselves from the desire rather than being able to just um, peacefully and very zen-like, you know, open your arms up to the desire and it comes to you easily. So one of the time, I, I always remember this, there was a time where I was uh, looking, I had just started my kind of like my career in more of the corporate world and I really wanted this job so badly but I wanted it so badly that when it came for the interview, I just was very, I was just very full on. <laughs> and I think I was a little bit too much for them. And I knew even in the interview, this is not gonna work out because I'm coming at this so strong and so full on. And so when they, they, they actually had the, the decency back in those days to call you and let you know that they had passed on you for somebody else. And I knew that I was up against me and one other person. Um, and, you know, they let me know, but they said, you know, we, we, we do really like you and we hope that you will continue to apply, you know, at this organization. And I realized at that moment, and I've, I've always looked back on that as a way that of how I use my energy wisely or don't use my energy wisely because I'm a very creative person and my creative fiery Aries <laughs> bubbly energy. If I don't hone that energy, I can become like a forest fire. So if you think about controlling a fire, you want a fire that's like a flame on a candle that's controllable or it's in the, um, it, you know, it's in the chip, it's in the chimney and you're enjoying it by the fire versus something that's like destructive and taking over the whole the whole space so i always say like you can get to see how you're you're using your energy and then maybe you can think about ways that you can use your en energy more wisely because hmm. now i'm like we're doing the play-by-play -play here with you so there is this balance and you're I know you're going to be familiar with these. If not, then let's talk about this. But the law of attraction and the law of resonance, right? And so both of these laws are about, you know, achieving a goal or success or being in frequency with our desires and with the universe and with our source energy. So how would you, if I come to you and I'm like, okay, Suki, 
I don't know what this is, but I'm, I'm up for it, right? I've been called to this journey with you. How can you guide me between I'm an ambitious person, I know what my goals are, I want to grow, whether it means my soul, whether it means my spirit, I just want to achieve everything that is meant for me on this earth in my, you know, hundred years, hopefully, right? And so how can you teach somebody or guide somebody to balance that energy to be in flow and to not have the anchors holding you back, but also not having the intense ambition of the future not hindering you as well? It's, yeah, it's so, it's such a delicate balance. Uh, and it's so interesting you ask this because flow is a word that I have been really resonating with and really working into my own spiritual practice and working with my clients on. And when we think about flow, um, we think about things that are effortless, that uh, go with ease, and that go with the current versus against it. Um, for a lot of my life, I spent working against the current, uh, doing everything I could and, and feeling like I, I'm working so hard and I'm doing all of the good things and I'm showing up and I'm, I'm not still not getting what I want. And that's why a lot of the times when I, I'm hesitant to talk of the law of attraction, because um, a lot of people say, well, I've done the steps and I haven't manifested anything. And, <laughs> and hey, I get it. Uh, but that's not really what it's about, because first of all, this is your journey, this is your journey. And so you get to create your own rhythm and your own flow and your own rhythm and your own flow does work with the law of attraction uh, if you allow it to. Right. Um, but it does. It is also pertinent that you do your inner work as well. Just like I was saying earlier, that that shadow work, that emotional work, that release You've got to continue to do that inner work. But when it comes to flow, flow actually, um, as much as it's got to do with the quantum, it's also got to do with the earthly realm because we are connected to the flow and the rhythm of this physical earth that we live on. And right now there is a pulse that we are all in tune with. When the pulse shifts, we feel the shift. You know, when the tides change, we feel that shift. When there's forest fires or destruction or horrible things going on in the world, we feel that. Um, and those of us who are more empathetic or more in tune with certain parts of our brain, we feel it more. Um, and we might be more sensitive to it. So the flow uh, in this in this world, uh, even with women, we, we're connected with the moon and our menstrual cycles. Uh, and in the olden days, they used to call us witches, uh, you know, but the, the, this is the, the duality of the life that we live. That's why I always say that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. As much as I would say, oh, only dive into the quantum, only dive into the spiritual realms. You have to just as much dive into the earthly realm and the body that you're in and the flow that this life has as much as you have to go into your spiritual realms. So if we're wanting to work with you, what is your goal that you're having with somebody whenever they say, I'm interested in the quantum realm? Are you wanting just to give them, you know, here's a roadmap 
go inward or like what is your ideal person going to be like hey this is why i want to work with you so yeah i love that so so one of the things is that i i do do this soul desire mapping and so there is a mapping process that we kind of do at the beginning where we identify the the underlying desires of the soul so a lot of the times when people talk about manifestation or about quantum leaping they're focusing on one particular thing so oh suki i want to quantum leap in my relationships right because my relationships are i you know i've i've been in failed relationships and i want to have a loving relationship or they come to me and they say um you know my career like my my career is failing and i want to do something to make my you know to make my career successful and really leave a a mark and really um be in my power but a lot of the times as humans we can get overly focused on external things and if we don't uncover like what the true desire is if we don't uncover what the why is what the purpose is then you're always going to just be continuously seeking for that next mountaintop, right? You get to that mountaintop. Oh, great. I got to the top of Mount Everest. Now I want to find another mountaintop to, to climb. You know, it never feels good enough. But when you get down to the core desires of your soul, which are very simple things. I mean, I've worked with so many people and we'll come back to really simple things. What does my soul desire? Love. What does my soul desire? Trust. What does my soul desire? Community, right? It's usually very, very simple slash basic things, but but things that are maybe not as easy to achieve as we as we initially think. Once you uncover those desires, it's so easy to step into the quantum and call them into your life. Because now you know them. There's like an awareness. It's like, oh. All this time, you know, I thought I wanted a boyfriend. It's not really that I want a boyfriend. It's that I want love, you know, and maybe I was deprived certain kinds of love in my childhood. And now that's quite obviously what I'm seeking. But I do realize now, and this is the work that we'll do, that we do deeper. I do realize now that no one person is going to step into my life and give me love. I have to look for love inside. I have to do that internal journey. And that's like the biggest part of the work that we do together is that second part. It's like the, the awareness and the acknowledgement comes easy, mm. but the inner work uh, and, and, and the inner release of some of these fears and the things that are holding us back, that's the deeper work. What I've discovered is I can work with people uh, for a few months. We can do like a couple of sessions but I am in the realm of surgery, like alchem alchemized surgery, right? You're not going to do that in a few days or weeks or sessions. This is something you have to do ongoing, and it probably requires a minimum a year of work together to really, um, to really get you to where you need to be. And at the end of the day, um, I love calling in clients who are ready to do the deep work. Like maybe they've done all the Band-Aid fix, fixes. Maybe they've taken all the manifestation courses. You know, They've read all the, the, the Deepak Chopra books and it's not working. <laughs> They're, they've on the yoga mat every day. It's not working. That's when you need, um, we all deserve to have 
community and guidance. And I like to think of myself as the Sherpa because I always say, you're the one walking up the mountain, but I'll be so happy to carry your bags and help you up on the way and maybe show you which way might be easier. Oh, that's beautiful, Suki. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we're all climbing mountains, we might as well go the easier route right, rather than burning ourselves out. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So I'm curious. We haven't been calling it quantum escalation or going up the elevator or whatever you want to say, climbing the ladder. We've been calling it leaping and jumping. So we've also really hit home on the fact that we want to go inward even more than going outward. So is it possible if I have, you know, maybe I haven't gotten to the point where my ego is silenced, right? Maybe there's some desire still in me that requires me to want something externally. Meanwhile, I'm also working internally. I can give an example, like you said a moment ago about a boyfriend, right? So let's say you want that and you're recognizing that that's like a goal or a manifestation for you, but also you're working on those inner child wounds or those traumatic experiences from your past. Can you inadvertently be going down on one level of a quantum while going up on another? Is there multiple quantum orbitals within ourselves or is it just yes or no? I love this because I think that it can all happen. I think it, it can all happen simultaneously because like I said, we, we, all, we only have the now, right? But I believe that the universe rewards people. <laughs> the universe rewards you when you're doing the inner work. So even though it might seem counterintuitive and you say, Suki, but if I start doing this inner child work, am I just going to like, am I just going to manifest all those old things again to come back up again? Mm. Perhaps you will. Perhaps you will. You Perhaps you'll manifest somebody who did exactly the same thing that happened to you in, the, in your childhood that made you upset and and really traumatize you or change the trajectory of your life or whatever it might be. But perhaps that's exactly what you need in order to fully heal it and close that door. So there's going to be steps forward and then there's going to be some steps back. And you might say, what the heck, Suki? I'm taking steps back. I thought you said I was gonna take steps forward. What happens before you take a huge jump? Most of the time, people will give themselves a little running start. That running start might involve taking a few steps back to survey the land and say, okay, now I'm going to run forward and leap, right? Um, so I love that we have been talking about leap and jump because leap and jump require you to have absolute faith. And if you look at people who do in the Olympics, who do like long jump or high jump, they're only going to do it if they're 100%, you know, solid about the fact that they know where they're going to land. And if you're 100% solid of like, I know that no matter where this life takes me, I'm going in the right direction. Then whether you're doing the inner work or not, you're going to be going the right direction, right? I'm always going the right direction. 
Okay, so, wow, this has already been so valuable. I'm just trying <laughs> to like keep up with you at this point because I'm like, wow, okay, so I'm trying to accomplish this, but inner work, I have something that came to my mind a little bit when you were talking about the steps backwards. And maybe this is my little metaphorical quantum leap to the other side of my brain as a Gemini, but <laughs> <laughs> I was starting to think of, yes, there are some times where, you know, you're going and you're doing the work and you almost are getting like many lessons to see, okay, are you going to pass this, pass this? Because, you know, if you do, like, here we go, right? Like a little bitty test maybe. But meanwhile, on the other side, I've experienced and I've had other friends of mine experience where, okay, I've done this inner work and I have recognized that this was part of my past. Like, let's say um, an anxious attachment was part of my past, right? And I have found myself previously in those circumstances where I'm like, I get anxious, but I went and I did the work, right? And I'm like, okay, I dove into the inner child. I worked with the shaman. I worked with Suki. I, I did all this. And then instead of getting another test or lesson or opportunity, because I like to you know, be positive with my words here, instead of getting another avoidance, I almost get like a mirror of myself because you attract this anxious personality and for me personally, when I had that happen, I was like, I had so much compassion for this individual because I'm like, why are you so stressed out? Why are you so scared? Like, I'm here, I'm present. So almost like I quantum leaped into the secure role in that type yeah. of case. Yeah. So have you experienced that yourself or in a client situation? And how did you walk them through that? 100%. I, 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 I truly believe we always, always attract mirrors because mirrors are the ones who help us to truly see ourselves. So yes, you have, you have quantum leaped to another side. And then in the process of quantum leaping to that other side or that next level, I'll say, you have attracted somebody who also needs to make that step with you. So you look at each other and you're helping each other. And maybe there's a part of you that recognizes that there's a part of this person that was an old part of you that you have to let go of. And you go, oh, wow, I realize how I cannot be with this person because this is a part of me that I have you know, rejected or I've let go or I have leveled up from. Mm -hmm. um, my clients are almost always reflections of me. <laughs> They're almost always reflections of where I am at the particular time that I attract them into my life. And so we go through stuff together and we realize, um, you know, we're all just wounded children. We're all just wounded children. There's not one person that I've ever met or ever talked to that doesn't have something or somewhere that they experienced pain, you know, as a child or as a young adult. Um, and so when we're gentle with each other with that and just in recognizing that, you know, that there are no perfect humans or there's no perfect specimens and that we're all here to lift each other and shift each other and move to the next realm and the next dimension, then it becomes a beautiful tapestry. Hmm. Interesting. It's, I loved it. Like, cause it immediately put me back in that scenario. And 
that's actually one of my friends, one of my girlfriends. And I was like, wait, is this how I was for that amount of time? And the mirrors, I think, teach you more than the other types of bonds, like the polar opposites, because polar opposites yes. attract. Mirrors don't attract. Mirrors expose, right? Yes. And so if you're working on quantum success, because that's what we we labeled our podcast today, right? Even though we don't want to give our name, that's what the name we <laughs> gave it, right? So walk me through what is something that would be healthy for me to desire and how would I start to make those baby steps towards achieving that quantum level? And feel free to give an example. Let's say that I've already done my foundational work to where like I'm ready to just expand and not necessarily repair. Right. So, so quantum success actually has to do with redefining the term success um, and putting it into a soul level. So how can your soul feel successful? How can you feel fulfilled within your body, mind, and spirit right now in this moment? And so the present moment is the first place you can start. You can start with where, where do I, you know, what do I feel right now in this moment? Do I feel connected and embodied uh, with the word success? Or does the word success bring up a lot of things for me? And most likely, success is going to bring up a lot of things for you. Because anything that you deem not successful in your life, you have put a judgment around it. Mm. And so you get to look at these judgments like, oh, I judged myself because I wasn't successful at this, or I judged myself because I wasn't successful at that. To the point where when I was writing this book on quantum success, I had to stop writing it on several occasions and walk away because I was going through my imposter syndrome of how dare I wrote, how, how dare I write a book on success when I'm not successful? <laughs> because I had told myself that, right? So the first step is like, redefining success for you on your own terms. If you release the word success from all of the learnings that you have learned about the word success, or that other people taught you about success, or even that the world has shown you about success, and you get to say, wait, my soul is successful. I am successful on a soul level. Then you start redefining it. And then you get to look at all the, the ways that you have you know, rejected it or not embodied it or not embraced it wholly. And then the third step of actually like aligning yourself with success is to literally go out and embody success in your life, you know? And that becomes an easy manifestation when you've done the inner work of releasing like the fears, the attachments, the emotional gunk that's blocking you from quantum leaping into that success. And so what I've gathered so far is that we can quantum leap to other places. We can quantum leap within ourselves. We can quantum leap to be able to attract something that we desire. We can receive lessons and opportunities to help our soul expand in our quantum leaping. What I haven't been able to figure out quite yet is 
how quickly can somebody begin to actually start quantum leaping? And is it possible that other people just innately have this ability? Yeah, no, no one has the ability over others. I, I will say that, like I said earlier with the bike, I will say that it is easier for some people to do it in a quicker and more efficient fashion because they've been practicing it. Uh, the same way that if you ask somebody to sit and meditate for 20 minutes, there are some people who are going to sit and meditate for 20 minutes, and there are some people who are going to sit there and just wiggle their whole way through it and just say, I cannot do this, right? Well, the person that's going to sit and meditate for 20 minutes, they might have been meditating for five years this way. So they're comfortable with it. The second thing is uh, th there, uh, there is no magic pill or any kind of snapping of the fingers that we can do to turn this kind of stuff on. But I do truly believe that it comes down to belief because our beliefs can move things forward or can hold things back. And the minute that you don't believe something, you take yourself out of an equation. So what if you were to ask yourself, if I believe this and I know that, I, that this can happen and that this can be true, Imagine if I could do this right now in the very moment that we live, that we're in right now. Like, for example, my three-year-old daughter has come and jumped on me right now. Mm -hmm. Right now, I could still close my eyes and step into a, a manifestation realm if I wanted to. She might have actually just done it. You know, she's also my, she's also my, she's also my Gemini. So <laughs> her name is Luna, and she's my Gemini. So there you go. She's gonna be spiritual just from the womb. Exactly. <laughs> so I have one more question because I want to respect your time, but we haven't touched on this. So we've had a lot of focus on how to go do it. I've always heard of quantum jumping and leaping being affiliated with dream work. Is that something that you can accidentally do while you're dreaming, like through astral projection or, you know, anything in that regards? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, the dream world is the place that we're closest to spirit, right? We're closest to the spiritual world in the dream world. And that's why there's no connection to time or space in our dreams. Things can be vivid. Things can be colorful. Things can not make sense, but there can be a lot of focus on uh, imagery or messages or um, underlying messages uh, and symbols, right? So the dream, the dream world is the time when the ego rests. So you can't have attachments to your name or your color of your eyes or your hair or your teeth or your job that you have. And in fact, in the dream world, we're challenged against some of those things. Cause you could be in, in the dream world and you could be like in a house that you, that you know it's not really your house, but it's your house, you know? Or, or you could be working a job and you're going, wait, that's not really my job, but if that's your job in the dream. And so it's a, it's a moment for us to step aside from the ego and release and surrender and, and be closest to spirit. So 
people who have very deep and vivid dreams or people who have experienced that astral projection. My husband and I have also even experienced dual dreaming where we're dreaming about the same thing. And we wake up and we tell each other about how we were dreaming about the same thing. And we often talk about how we both are going to be lifted off this planet on a crystal spaceship, (laughs) but one can only dream. But (laughs) at the end of the day, um, Yes, the dream world is a beautiful place to quantum leap. And you can actually uh, facilitate that with your ego mind by before you're going to bed, you can ask yourself what it is that you'd like to dream about or what uh, questions that you would like the spiritual and quantum realms to unveil to you in your sleep. And then right before you go to bed, keep thinking about it, keep thinking about it, bring it to the top of your mind. You might find that in the dream world, you get some answers. Mm. Oh, I know what I'm doing tonight. (laughs) And everybody else. Yes. (laughs) Oh, this has been so informative, Suki. Wow. Okay. I will have to know, and everyone needs to know, how do we find you and your book? Awesome. So my name is Suki Eluterio, but a lot of people have difficulty spelling my last name. And you can thank my husband for that because I had, I used to have the easiest last name, mm-hmm. but what he, he came up with me, we've been together 20 years and he came up with a little nickname for me, which is Sukton, S-O-O-K-T-O-N. And so you'll find me across social media channels as at Sukton. My website is Sukton.com. My podcast is Soul Guided with Sukton. Um, and the book is going to be under my actual name, Suki Eluterio. But I am almost tempted to publish the book under just my first name, Suki. Ooh, go you. Like, There's not many Sukis out there, and I'm just about to claim it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm also going to support that because I've built an entire platform based off of the name Air. Not even. I know. I love that. <laughs> so, it is possible. If you needed an example, it's possible because I go out there. Let's say I'm speaking to somebody else, or on a stage, or you know, I have the metaphysical stores. They don't think I have a last name, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, guys. Well, I'm not married anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. Going <laughs> with my first name. Going with my first name. Suki it like is. Air it. <laughs> awesome. it is. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you. This was so much fun.